0: Quick pause to let you know that Black Friday is approaching and my team and I are preparing some great stuff for you. So if you always wanted to join one of my programs to master the art of hand lettering and take your creative business to new heights, this is the best time to do it. And if you want to have priority access to our biggest sale of the year, join our email list and unlock exclusive offers on our trainings, one-time bundles, and deals. Go to martinaflor.com slash to join the early access list to our Black Friday offers. Go to martinaflor.com slash extra black. Now back to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and in this show, I have honest conversations with artists, designers, and creatives to uncover their story and the specific tactics they use to build a successful career around their skills and the work they love doing. Today, I'll be having a conversation with Verónica Fuerte. Verónica is a designer, illustrator, international speaker and creative director from Barcelona. After graduating from Elisava and Eina, she gained experience in several design studios. In 2007, she founded Hey!, which has grown steadily since achieving worldwide recognition. Verónica believes in a multidisciplinary and broad approach to design. She enjoys limitless creativity, bold language and a forward thinking perspective on what they do and how they create. This was a wide-ranging conversation with a woman that made her way into male-dominated industry like the creative industry. Veronica shared her beginnings from studying her solo studio from her apartment in Barcelona to now managing a team of several designers working for clients and brands across the globe. She shared the tactics she used to grow her client base while creating a strong visual identity that helped her studio stand out in the crowd of creative studios out there. Veronica also shared the journey of one of her self-initiated projects, Hey Shop, that started as an online shop to sell posters to be in a retail store in the heart of Barcelona, selling all kinds of creative products. Enjoy this conversation with Veronica Fuerte. Hi Veronica, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Fine. Yeah, Martina, thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Veronica, you run a successful Creative Studio. You are in charge of overseeing major projects for clients, for commercial clients, and you also manage Hey Studio's personal projects like the shop and a retail store that we're gonna talk about later on. And you're in in general a boss lady. In my eyes and I bet that in the eyes of many of our (gasps) listeners, you're a boss lady that manages a uh, a team of designers and I'm sure that many of our listeners will agree with me when I say that you are a female role model and especially when it wasn't until recently that we started seeing more and more women taking on management uh, positions or creative director Mm -hmm. positions or roles in our industry. So I usually start the podcast with a strong question that opens up Hopefully, it will open up different venues of conversation for us. And the question is, how does a woman open their way in a male-dominated industry, like the creative industries? What are some of the things that new female creative uh, leaders need to be prepared for? Hmm. It's a good question, Martina, (laughs) (laughs) to start a podcast.
1: (gasps) Yes, I think I always thought that I'm equal, like everybody, so like men so and also because my parents they are entrepreneurs i -hmm. will explain that on on interviews and they work so hard i Mm. mean both of them so maybe i think that's because because my my childhood was like working (laughs) (laughs) like learning about work and work and i know that it's sometimes stressful but this is what i ended at the end and i think that like i don't see different from Man, I mean, it's like I can be the same. I can make a run a studio, um, be a leader, and I think the same. Of Mm. course, during my journey has been like different key moments, but it's everything is possible. So it
0: was it was early in your life that you saw, like in your mother, in your own mother, a, a strong entrepreneurship model right and yeah. it was like seeing this model really set up for set you up for success and kind of like you never thought twice whether you were able to do it or not because you saw your mother just just doing it
1: yes I saw my, both my parents and, and for me it was like normal you know of course my father was the, the leader and mm-hmm. my mother was like not the leader but not the partner but they were working closely always for Mm -hmm. me were the same but yes i think that's because of that i Mm. i continue like doing the same but of course my my (laughs) interests.
0: yeah and tell me a little bit more about about that story about how how did it start for you like how did you where did you grow up uh what were your parents doing they were entrepreneurs in which in which discipline or which industry
1: Yes, I grew up in a in a very small city near Barcelona, mm-hmm. like a village. And mm-hmm. yes, I was my childhood was like being in a village mm-hmm. and with my friends, like walking by by by, not taking buses or metros. So I was like in the city, mm-hmm. very close. And and yes, and and I, from very very childhood I knew. That creativity was my passion, mm. so when I was five years old, six, I always wanted to do um, creative things you know, and I remember my mother always like wanted me to I, I did extra after school mm. uh, i did my my mother wanted me to do sports, and mm. I remember yeah now because my my daughter explained the other day my my mother to my daughter that the second day of doing a sports. I wanted to continue. Like always like the second day and try and try and one day I'd say I want to do something about with hands. Mm. And and she she signed in something about creativity. And I was there like a long time, years and years. <laughs> Amazing, what were you doing? A lot of things. Um mm. like painting mm. and craft doing like collage, different techniques, all mm. everything by hand different different techniques and i was there like passing the hours and hours every like two two days a week
0: and what were your parents doing what were they, you? you mentioned that they were entrepreneurs yes where they they what, have a company what was their business
1: yeah it's not related with creativity uh, they are, they have an industrial company in mm-hmm. metal metallurgic metal yeah. so they do pieces for um, metal pieces for cars or um, um, electrodomestics so nothing related with creativity so when I said I want to do graphic design they said what is this (laughs) (laughs) but of course yeah but now they they understand not all
0: but they understand. Oh so many things that I want to ask you here. But I will start with like what what was how was that do you remember how that conversation was? What the moment where you said, you told your parents that you wanted to go down the path of creativity or that you wanted mm. to go to art school. Um what did they say? What was the conversation like
1: I think I don't remember that day but mm. but I think it was like normal because mm. because they knew that when I was from very small, little like, I, I wanted always to do this. So for them yeah. it was like you need to do uh, whatever you want, Vero. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember like a specific day. Um, yes, for, I remember like going to this fair. I don't know if every country has. That yeah. you go to a fair where mm. they have this, a little stand where yeah. you can like ask for, I wanted to do this. Eunice, university has little stands. So I went to the graphic designer's fan and and I said, okay, what kind of um, things are are I going to learn? And I remember that one of the um, uh, things is the first year was color. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed about that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have like three hours a week learning about color. And they said, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And that was something I I realized I love that. (laughs) Sign me up.
0: Amazing! And what are you mentioned that your parents were entrepreneurs in the uh, metal industry, or they had a company that worked with metal? Yes. Uh, So that seems pretty different from running a creative business, Um, at least at the first sight. And I wonder if you feel that you, through living with them and being their daughter, you learn some skills or some you learn about some concepts of running a business that help Mm. you nowadays run your business do you see that showing up nowadays in your own practice as a business manager um things that you learn as a kid or concepts conversations that you you listen uh, to at home
1: yeah uh, of course i didn't realize Mm. (laughs) but i think i get like the big picture yeah not the details of course but yeah so the main values and and the for and the uh, yes the the strength and everything were, yes, of course, not the details, but yes, of course um, it was very important, like we growing up like this
0: yeah mm. we have or well, you have uh you grew up in a family of an intre- of entrepreneurs, right mm-hmm. and the image of an entrepreneur is probably very different nowadays than it was back then right mm-hmm, yes. so back then it was like working from yeah. you know break working day and night uh, day and yes. night not having any idea about work-life balance yes um, and nowadays i feel that we as a generation are growing yes. more consciously uh, or we are more conscious about you know what is important in life? Okay, I love my business, I love doing what I do, but there's also other things in life. And I wonder, what were the things that you, you did differently or you do different yeah. nowadays yeah. in comparison with what, they, what your parents yes. did or what you learned?
1: I think because, of course, we are different generations. Mm. And the past generations were, like, based on, on give, just mm. give to the others. And also they work because to give to their uh, kids, family, you know, and not give to themselves. And I yeah. think that's the, the, the big change of that. Yeah. So because I work for me and for the mm. others as well. I mean, not just for me. And, and I think it's taking care of ourselves. It's um, the, the most different thing about the other generations. Mm. Like, okay, it's very important to... To work for me, it's a passion, of course, but there is a a boundary, there is a limit that I need to, because I know if I take care of myself better, the work is going to be better. So, Mm. it's this balance, like, because they, my parents maybe, they didn't take care of their, I mean, of their personal life, of course, it's difficult to, to say that. Mm. Like for me it's very important like doing therapy and like knowing myself and these things. Yeah. And of course my parents not but and I think that's a mo- that a change. Like invest in your in your time to be a better yeah. person, to know the others and um everything like to give and to work better and, and maybe it's like to it's at the end it's more effective. Less work yeah. um and more effective. I'm not sure if I answered that question.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's. I think we we grew more conscious of how important it is, or we are as a tool for our creativity. You know, and yes. and I think what you're saying right now is that, you know, you are the main tool of your business, and if you don't take care of yourself, you okay. won't be able to deliver great work. With yes. which is at the end what you're here for right as a creative so um I think it does make a lot of sense and in comparison with older generations I think where they were putting putting in the hours and just not taking care of all the rest um I think that's a that's a big shift in our generation
1: yeah
0: so I want to ask you like once once you decided to go to art school um what came after that? So you went to I think you went to Elisava in Barcelona, is that correct?
1: Yes, it's correct.
0: Yeah. yeah. And what came after that? What was the what was your path after you finished art school?
1: So, uh, I was working in different studios in Barcelona for around 6-7 mm. years and also okay. in my third degree and fourth I was working as well, like doing internships because I wanted to work, I wanted like to run the real life, you know. And so yeah. yes, I was working, And but I knew that I wanted to have my own studio. But first I needed to learn from the others. Yes. And and that's the reason I worked for like around seven years. And in that period, I remember my my year when I finished university was the first year of doing Erasmus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like w- mm, studying abroad and I couldn't make it because only one person or two of my, my my class made it. Of course, it's something I really, now if I could change like history, I would love to do that. But yes, I was in Barcelona working in different studios, yeah. uh, it's where I learned a lot, working for the others mm-hmm. and learning from the others, yeah.
0: and. When was the moment where when where you decide to go freelance and what was the process of going freelance? I mean, some people decide for the approach or go for the approach of like, you know, starting to have their first freelance clients on the side while they keep their day job. Some take the leap into freelancing and they just mm-hmm. go all in. What was your approach to start building your client base and um Start your own studio.
1: Yes, I, I had um, one client or two, and also because my ex, uh, the father of my daughter, also is a designer. Mm. So sometimes we work together in yeah. and yeah. So I was working three years in a small studio, mm. and I think okay, I realized after three years that I. Couldn't make a, a studio. I cou- couldn't run a studio, and, and yeah. I had just one one client or two, very small. <laughs> and okay, and I decided, okay, that's the moment. Mm-hmm. And also because at that moment uh, we stay here, we 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 bought this flat where I'm staying. Yeah. So everything was like decided, and yeah. and I founded the studio here in this room. Yes.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now it's my room, but it would used to be the studio.
0: Amazing. So what was, the, what was the process? You mentioned that you had already two or three uh, clients when you started your own studio. What's the pl- process of acquiring more clients? And I would love to know a little bit about, if you can share a little bit about the, the client outreach um, yeah. process that you had at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't had like a lot of contacts. And sometimes, I mean, contacts arrive because of friends, family. I don't know. I didn't have, so I said, okay, let's contact them. And also, it was in two thousand seven, mm. eight, and it was a big crisis in 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 the world. Also, in Spain, was so 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 totally strong. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and I remember, okay, I'm going to contact clients like. And I contact like locally from Barcelona, museums, publishing houses. And and I I Mm. built a a small portfolio of my previous jobs and I said, okay, I'm going to send it and they contact me. I was so lucky. And Mm. yeah, because I sent this portfolio, it was a physical one, a booklet. And Mm. I, and I send it to the person, like, not like general mm, address. So the person of taking care of the communications, everything, and I had a lot of lucky because I think I had like three clients because of that uh, portfolio, and after that, also one client uh, takes another client, and yes, that was the. And also in that area, in that age, I didn't have Instagram. Mm or because social media was like only Flickr. I had Flickr and I upload everything there. And, and yes, I don't know, started like to have Instagram. So everything like was like social media arrive. And yes, I started like to have more clients, international clients. It was mm. organic. It was something I didn't look for, but at the end, like all my effort to reach clients, new clients and was, at the end was useful, of course. Yeah, it was a lot of work, w- wor- working for, and like uh, knocking doors and,
0: yeah. So you had this, this approach of contacting, uh, you know, reaching out to clients. And I think, I think what is great, really great about what you were saying is that, and it's something that I speak often about with other creatives or newcomers to the creative industries, is that you are not just sending your material to a lot of different people. You were just selecting mm-hmm. the people you wanted to work with and you were finding the person who was responsible for hiring you, which is really, you know, what made your efforts really effective. You know, the, your yeah. portfolio was landing on the hands of those people who will eventually hire you, right? Yes. yes. Now, I want to ask you how does your... Yes.
1: No, 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 continue, Martina. Sorry, yes. go ahead. No, it was like you
0: are saying. Yes. um, Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how did you, you know, how it seems that nowadays social media is, or it has been at least for some of your personal projects, like your online shop, um, it has been also a motor, right it has been Mm -hmm. the place where you connected with your audience where you uh sell your products or the the products that you create for your shop and we're going to speak about the shop down the road but i want to ask you how did that come into place how did you manage to build that audience on social media if this is something that you did um consciously or is something that grew Organically, and how did it happen? Because I know that many people out there are wondering, or many artists out there are wondering: How do I create that platform? How do I, Mm. you know, how do I expand my following on social media? And I wonder how that process was for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, I remember talking about Instagram. Um, Mm. I, I I mean, I opened the Instagram account in 2011. Yeah. So yes, my first pictures were pictures of, of me and my daughter, like personal, <laughs> you know, because of course at the beginning we didn't know that it was profe- could be profe- professional. Yeah. And one day I realized, okay, this is more than just pictures of my family. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to upload pictures of the studio and I have a, a different Instagram for me. Mm. I, it was organically, I mean, I didn't think about that like something like, could get me job at the beginning, mm. Mm. and it was like transparent always. I run, I run the Instagram account, mm. and I think this is something important. And, and and at the end, is people notice that if you run the stu- the Instagram or not, mm. it's hundred percent the studio. It's hundred percent how I see the studio.
0: Mm.
1: Just the studio, the 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 shop now is running by another person, mm. but yes i think like being honest with yourself and what you think and not trying to to hide something this is how i do it i i never like think about what's the best day to blow the picture what's the best hour this is something i never check Mm. so this is how i make it i don't have like a formula or a magic trip but yeah
0: but it's interesting because at the same time, you, you realize how, how much of a tool this is for your business or at least for some of the parts of your business, like uh, your online shop or reaching out to different audiences, right? Um, so, and, and as a tool, you keep on working on it. You keep on sharing um, your work. You keep on sharing uh, work that you uh, put up for sale on your online shop. And I wonder, when was the moment... In which you realized that this was not only a place where you will share your work but it could also be a platform for you to um, to expand your reach and also to create an, an income for yes. your business was I that was there was there any event or any moment where you realized, hey wait when I post this one poster on my online shop it creates I don't know how many sales you know what was the process of realizing that this was a tool for for your business
1: yes I think when I started like to receive like uh, commissions by Mm. Instagram or maybe contacts for possible commissions yeah and I realized this is this is a this is a website you know this yeah. is not. This is not just a platform to share things that I like, you know. Yeah. And this is serious, and and also is serious, uh, in a way that you can show not just like the perfect picture. Yeah. For me, Instagram now is very different. But I see like the instant, like showing what you are doing right now. It's very mm-hmm. very important. Like. I always say, like the stories, of course, at the beginning were they weren't stories. Like the stories is like your soul, and the post mm. and the, the feet is your body. So yeah. I think it's like different sides of now. I think it's very, when I, I remember one day, I think it was in 2012, 13, I received a, an, a message from in Instagram from uh, one of the creative directors in Apple in San Francisco mm. because he was following me and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, And he, he asked me for my email and then, then we got in touch and we were working for Apple. Mm. And we are still working for them and that was because this guy saw a picture on Instagram and it was a work in progress. It wasn't something I was, it wasn't in my website Yeah, I think this is very important. I mean, take care of everything you upload on (laughs) (laughs) Instagram. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) I think, and the good and the bad, I mean, for me, it's like, don't, I mean, it's important, but sometimes it's just the instant. don't trying to be perfect. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how does your your client outreach looks like nowadays? Do you, you know, you keep on... Um, maintaining these social media channels of yours and this uh, platform. But you must continue, or I can imagine that you continue reaching out to clients and trying to uh, expand your client base. How does this look like for you? Yes, I
1: think we continue like uh, showing on website, social media, all these kind of channels. But also I give a lot of talks, uh, conferences... Mm. And I think it's important, like, to be connected in mm. many ways. Just people, like, creative people, and also connected in your city. Like, in w- what is happening in your city? Like, people, entrepreneurs, like, new things. Mm. Being active. Yeah. I mean, staying at home is not going to work. I mean, you need to be active. <laughs> yeah. So totally. it takes it's 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 a lot of work as well. Like, to lead a, a studio is not just okay. I'm staying here. Like. Waiting for an email to come, no, you need to to work on that, yeah
0: absolutely, and I think this is also part of your entrepreneurial spirit that you grew up with, because also yeah. like besides besides the work that you do for clients, you also run your own personal projects right and um I want to mention the, the the online shop, but also I want to touch on how the online shop has now expanded into a retail store. And this is quite an undertaking, right? To start a, a physical store, it, is, it has other complexities. So I I want to first touch on how the the online shop started. What were the motivations behind it? Because I know that you, you have a strong position around creating personal work and how this really brings your, um, or how this really helps you stand out in the crowd, or at least it has helped uh, Hayes Studio stand out in the crowd of other creative studios, you know, the personal work that you put out there and your online shop. So I want to hear a little bit about this, the journey that you had with the online job and how did this all started?
1: Yes. Um, the only, I always say that the only shop started the first day of Hay in two thousand and seven. <laughs> yes, because I started like doing side projects because I didn't yeah. have clients. Yeah, and I said okay, let's do work because as a creative, we can do whatever we want. It's not necessary to have machines; it's just a computer and our creativity. So I started like to work on personal project illustrations, graphics, a lot of things. Like yeah. trying to find the the style, so when we had like spare time, we focused on doing personal projects since the beginning of the studio, yeah, and all these projects were in on a website or Flickr, like without anything else just showing it
0: yeah
1: and one and through the years, like people started to send us emails asking for this illustra- these graphics yeah to buy, and I said, it's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it just be and and after like receiving like some emails I said okay maybe there's something here like yeah there's that's the reason. I mean there's wasn't something I I wasn't prepared for that and I said okay maybe people ask for that so maybe we can do a uh, shop and print posters. Of course mm. my first idea was posters because as a graphic designer Print is my like first idea. Totally. Yes, I love posters, of course. I'm a designer, and I said, okay, let's do posters, like posters. And it was a lot of work because I needed to find the supplier, the paper, the machine, how we're going to print. A lot of work. Yeah. The delivery is a lot of things. And after like three, four years of the online store, I said, okay, what? What I started like doing posters. Maybe these posters can be. A blanket or a scarf or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary to be a paper. So we started like to look on providers things. A lot of work as well, <laughs> but yes, it's exciting. Yeah. And also through these years, uh, people came to the studio from all over the world. Like okay, they sent us emails like, can I go and visit the studio? And also mm-hmm. I want to buy your things. Okay, because everything was in our studio. And I said, yes, you can come. Of course, it was like a studio visit slash shop in our studio. (laughs) And of course, we were working, like trying to do everything. And one day I said, okay, so maybe it's because there was people asking for that. And I said, maybe it's okay to make a store. Mm. Like, because people is coming to the studio and we are working. I mean, it's not a place to, because every time, like every... Summer or spring, a lot of people came, <laughs> and then I said, Okay, I have friends like they have stores, uh, clothes stores, others. And I started like to ask, and, and I and I rent a place near my home, yeah. And yes, and after it was everything is like very nice, lovely, and very detailed. Like it's not just a, a store, it's a place that you can drink very nice coffee, specialty coffee, that you can read vintage books. Uh, with the workshops, it's, it's an inspiration place. And after like six months, like COVID came. So it was also very, um, um, I don't know how to say it, for me, like very, very difficult to survive. But yeah. I, I couldn't make it. And now we are going like to, to do a lot of things, events and yeah. But yes, it's something like grew up organically.
0: Yeah. And, and I wonder, because it's really interesting how, how the entire journey was like, it seems that you took information or feedback from your own audience to take every step of you know every step that you took throughout this project so it seems that because people were requesting prints from your they were asking you hey where can I buy this you started your online shop and then came the moment where you know people asked to pass by the studio your studio space to just buy some of your prints and then you decided because you got this feedback from your audience you decided to take on the next stage which is opening a retail store and I think that's such a such a valuable learning from that experience like to hear your audience and what they want and what they need and you know react to that instead of like you know yeah using the the opposite process like just putting something out there and hoping that the people will want to have it i think your process was really organic in that, that sense that you you heard your audience and then you created something to comply with their requests and I really, I really, I'm really curious about knowing how is the, you know, because I, I can imagine that having a retail store, a physical store, uh, where you have a, a physical space, you have employees working in the store, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, cre- create a, a whole concept for the store itself. I can imagine that it's a real, a, a really big undertaking. And I want to know a little bit about what was the process of, starting to think about this. What was the process of, you know, you as an entrepreneur, I can imagine that you were, um, you know, assessing the risks and the profits of a project mm. of this kind, just to understand if this is something you wanted to go into or not. So how was the process of assessing that um, in order to decide whether you you do it or not?
1: Of course, uh, I did my paperwork and my my. R- um, research for that mm-hmm. and, and my numbers yeah. and I said okay it's something it's I think it's viable I mean it's not it's not about earning a lot of money because now we are not earning money mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also not losing mm-hmm. and this is enough because we came from two years of COVID so yeah of course co- COVID wasn't in my <laughs> In your, pl- your <laughs> plan your cash flow sheet <laughs> no 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 no, so something to take in mind, yeah, and yes, of course, I did my my work on that, and also I had like people that I could trust yeah mm-hmm. uh, for the for the store working in the store, yeah, uh, and I said, okay, I have the people, I have the the plan, I have the money, I asked for a for a for a for money in the bank because yeah. I didn't have all the money.
0: Yeah.
1: And and yes and I said okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it and and yes, it was exciting, a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, now if when I think about if if I do it the same, I don't know if I will have the same energy mm. because it took me 2 years to rescue rescue me of this effort. Like Yeah a lot of energy and mentally it, it was so stressful. Now it's everything it's okay. Everything it's like the rhythm, I, I, we are like creating stuff in the studio. Mm. Now it's okay. But at the, the first months years on COVID was something, wow. Yeah. I mean, I was sick of business. I mean, my, my, now is that, sorry for the audience <laughs> 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 to hear that, but of, nothing is nothing is all like butterflies you know yeah Uh, i was very very stressful and and my body was sick and yeah and i need a lot of therapy and a lot of things to rescue yeah
0: yeah to recover from that i can imagine especially with with a, a physical store where you have fixed costs you have um you know you have a, a place that you need to rent you need to pay for rent yes. you already you know you you are creating physical products so you are investing up front and yeah. you have your you stocked product already so i can imagine that it has been that it has been really yeah. stressful and i'm happy to hear that you are breaking even that and that your past this phase, right?
1: Yes. Now we we are really exciting because we are like starting to do like book presentations Mm. for people. I know like it's going to start again. And so I really love it. I mean, it's exciting, like to create things from zero. Yeah. To. Oh yeah. uh, It's. And I think the reason also because of the store online and offline Mm. is because as creative, I think we can create Mm. things without having a client. Yeah because the most powerful tool that we have is creativity. And I think it's very important for everybody.
0: Yeah, I want to touch shortly on, you know, we have touched on working for clients, taking on big projects for Apple, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, creating your own um, self-initiated projects, like your online shop. Now your retail store, I, of course, everyone assumes, and we know that you have a team working for you. Um, and I want to know a little bit more about this process. What was the process? And we, are, I know that we are taking a left turn here in the conversation, but I want to know a little bit about how was the process of you know, getting to that point where you said, AI I need help here. Mm. And what were, th- what were the steps of actually doing that? Because, you know, one thing is understanding that you need help in order to move forward with your business. And the other thing is to put the, you know, the systems in place and to have the structure to actually hire people yeah. and to, to get the help you need. So I want to, if you, if you would like to share, I would, I would love to hear a little bit more about the process of like expanding your team.
1: Yeah. OK. So as I was explaining, everything that I do is because of a reason. I mean, it's organically. I don't yeah. do anything without thinking it, it very well. Yeah. So the first year I was alone and the second I, uh, an inter came to the studio, mm. just half of the day. And, and after a year, he was full time. Like. Everything is like going step by step, like mm. slowly, slowly. <laughs> yeah. And um, yes, and that's how I work. I mean, I try like to work like okay, let's step by step, and not work like f- very like fast without thinking. And 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 I had this 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 guy, and then after that we had more work, and also came another intern. And this intern was full time as well, so. Mm through the years was like from one zero one two three At the studio we, now we are uh, around f- six, mm. five at the mm. studio and it's uh, the size that I like. Yeah. We, and at the store we are two, three. And I think it's something that I can manage and the size is very important because if I was like 20 person, I couldn't control it by myself. I need yeah. more people. And and I, and I and for example now there's a person working at the studio for two weeks, three. It's a uh, it's Linus and I know him for a long time and sometimes he he comes to help us and so just for a specific time we ask mm. for help. Yeah, but I try like to be a small studio and like grow if we need with collaborators. Yeah, so yes, the process was organically. And, and also, and I think everything was on my mind because the first day I thought about the name of the studio. Yeah. I never thought about my name or my surname or these things <laughs> because I thought, okay, how I can create something that mm-hmm. is going, people is going work in my team with yeah. my name. You know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, okay, let's create some a name that is for everybody and yeah. it's inclusive. Yeah. So, I think, from the beginning, I knew that, but I needed
0: time to realize i just i I was just curious about how how your role changed throughout the years mm. from yes, I was saying you you went from being a solopreneur and being the one who manages you know your clients and does the work and just takes care of everything to run a studio or a project that involves a lot more people, right? To manage a team, right? So I just wonder, what were the things that you had to give up along the way? Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm just asking this, just to give you a little bit of background information or where this question is coming from, is I feel that my own process of, of going from a solopreneur or a, solo or a freelancer to having a, a team was to give up on things that i used to do myself and now i need to delegate and it's fine Mm -hmm. for me if sometimes the creative work is done by someone else and i can take care of other things that are very important in order to keep the business Mm -hmm. running and it was a process to actually grow into this role it was a process to actually give up certain roles that Mm -hmm. where i was totally in charge before and now just leave that to someone else that I really trust uh, but leave that to someone else and take on other roles in Mm -hmm. my business so I wonder what were you know how was that change for you and what were the things that you have to give up in order to to you know fully embody this new role that you took on in your project and in your own studio
1: yeah, of course, changed through the mm. years. Mm. And the first years, I did everything by myself. Uh, that was quite stressful. I did everything: design, paperwork, project manager, everything. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, like everybody, like uh, yeah. starts mm. a studio. You yeah. don't have like the money to hire a project manager. Mm. And I, I, I studied graphic design. I love designing. Yeah. This is where I enjoy the best. Yeah. So, of course, through the years, I I'm not desi- designing like hundred percent. It's just I guide. I guide my my team in a creative direction, and I gave them like freedom to do what they think it's necessary for the project. Of of course, at, of course, at the beginning, we we explained the brief, everything, and I yeah. guide them. And I ca- and I said okay, I can't like design from zero. Sometimes I I make it if it's a very small project, but my my role now is like guide them, mm. like, guide them to be the the better they can do. In all the ways, it's not just a designer. Also the project man- manager, the people working at the store, everybody there. Yeah. So my my role is like to give them the tools to, to make their the work better.
0: Yeah, you had to, in a way, give up all the manufacturing of the yes. things, right? In a of way course, you had to, uh, yeah.
1: I'm lucky that I'm not doing like um, invoices and quotations and <laughs> 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 this is a good thing. But of course I'm there like listening and trying, okay, let's do that, that, that. Yeah. And of course, I'm not like sitting all the time and deciding for a typeface and maybe standing like two hours or three, like looking for the best typeface. Yeah. But, but this is something I now I, I don't have the time, but I yeah. have the time to say, OK, look for that typeface in that foundry or that, that, that. I know it because now I can make it very, very fast compared with my team because I have more
0: experience, of course. Yeah. And Veronica as we go as we come closer to the end of this show I I want to ask you you know you have achieved so much with Hey Studio and I can imagine that it really required a lot of work you know and it really required a lot of focus and determination and when you focus on something mm-hmm. you leave other things behind it's it's like the you know the the natural um process of things when you decide to do this you need to give up on other things. And I wonder, what are the things that mm-hmm. you have given up along the way that that you wish you have managed differently or things that you used to push to the side in the past and now you're like, no, wait, this is important for me and I'm going to put this yeah. front and center. Yeah.
1: Mm, it's difficult. And you should take a minute wo- to
0: think about this.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, because I don't... I don't feel that I give up things. I mean, the only thing, because when you work with your passion, it's difficult. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The, on, the only thing I, I, when I saw my 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 past is when my daughter was born, mm. that I was 30 years old and... I was like working. I, I couldn't stop working. Mm. And also because in Spain for the freelance, we don't have like, I don't know the name in English, like that time like to mater- stay
0: maternity, maternity. Yeah,
1: we don't have yeah. it in the mm. freelancers. So of course I needed to work to earn money. <laughs> yeah. So of course, sometimes I said, okay, maybe if I look in the past, I said, okay, let's take time for my daughter. Yeah. It's the only thing. Yeah, and also because my, my, my passion is about work. And sometimes it's the time that I spend with my daughter that maybe I couldn't make it more time. Yeah. But this is uh, how I feel.
0: Yeah, Yeah. totally. And I, I, I can totally relate to, to that feeling of like, hey, maybe I should have paid more attention to this or that. At the same time, when, when you look back, you made the best de- decision for yourself and your daughter in that moment, which was like, in okay, that I, moment. I need to make...
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, I think if, 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 if it was now, I make, maybe I will do the same, I don't know.
0: But I'm yeah. now 42, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, these are some of the things that you you know, or the downsides of running your own business, if we can call it in a way. Um, what are some of the things that you freaking love about running your own business and being your own boss?
1: Yeah, the, the things that I really enjoy and when it's uh, stay like super happy is when mm. my team is 100% happy and like is matching everybody in the team. I think now yeah. we have a team that is like 100% almost like match. And for me, is arrived there and talking in everybody with no egos, like helping each other, like creating like a thing, a very good team. That for me, this is the most wonderful moment.
0: Amazing. So the team. It seems that you really invested some time into nurturing a lot. that yeah, a lot, thing. A lot. And it does make a lot of sense, you know? If you think about the fact that we spend most of our time or a lot of, or a big part of our day working or at work, I think it makes so much sense to create that sense of, like, well-being and, you know, being in a family and, like, having a nice team with people that you really like, right? So it, It's such a good investment, I
1: feel. Yes, because we are like eight hours working together a lot. So at the end, the the least I can do is like invest time and effort and and money because uh, I do a lot of things for creating this environment.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very important for me. And if the team is happy, the client is happy, the projects are nice, everything, (laughs) it's better. The studio owner is happy as well. <laughs> I, can, I can dream and sleep very well at night.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. No. Veronica, to wrap up, I always play a little game with my guests. The game is called Finish the Sentence. So what I do is I basically start a sentence and you complete it. Okay. Are you in for the game? Yes. Okay. So I'm proud of myself because because I work in what I love. I'm terrible at
1: numbers.
0: (laughs) One day I'm going to have a boyfriend. I'm always chosen first when it comes to... I'm sorry, can you repeat it, Martina? I'm always chosen first when it comes to Organizing? I couldn't do without.
1: Without Without my better me. I could
0: never get bored of.
1: A lot of things. (laughs) Uh,
0: drink a a nice coffee with friends coffee or wine I love that thank you (laughs) yeah thank you so much Veronica for being here today where can people find you and also where can I would love to mention your podcast so that people can also go visit it I I will add the podcast to um, to the show notes but perhaps you can mention or talk to us a little bit about the podcast
1: Yes, the podcast is called Women at Work, and you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we interview, I'm not the host, it's um, Anne Guerra, she's a journalist, is the host. And we talk with female creatives mm-hmm. about, yeah, creativity, and how they run the studio, and it's every everybody's, all the podcasts are about uh, women, in not just graphic yeah. design, like creativi- creativity. And I think it's a reference to other women that we can run studios, we can do whatever we want, and it's just to give voices uh, to all of them.
0: Hell yeah! So mm-hmm. I'm gonna add this to to the show notes. Um, can you please also give your uh, your social media handles and perhaps any other place where people can find you?
1: Yes, the Instagram is Hey Studio, and we have Hey Shop as well, and Women at Work. And that's all? Yeah, everything is his Studio. So if you Google Haze Studio, it's is there.
0: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and we will add all of this to our show notes so that people can find you. And also the shop, the podcast, everything that you do and you put out there. Thank you so much, Veronica. <gasps> You're amazing. Thank you. Thanks to you, Martina. It was very nice. Thank you. And thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. See you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at martinaflor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinafloor.com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.